This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. say after a performance like that you know I, I toyed with it this morning I came out Monday morning usually ring my mum say hello have a chat with her but we were out on Friday for a meal so not a lot of news to catch up on and unfortunately there is a lot of news to catch up on from Central Bank isn't there um, because there was a game which was comfortably um, my worst experience at Central Bank since we were a non-league team I'd say in terms of the performance, in terms of the atmosphere around. And I'm not saying you know, fans not singing, not getting involved, just the tense, underlying anger 10 minutes in. Um, it's just just not a good day. Not a good day at all. At least the last time I remember those sorts of things with the day that we won the League 2 title or we were presented with the League 2 title and we went down 3-0 and people left and everyone was... You know, there was there was a feeling then, but I'd say it's my worst afternoon at Central Bank in comfortably five years. Comfortably, I can't think of anything in 2016 that was that bad. 2014, uh, 15, 16, losing three two to Wigger. Where woken on the last day wasn't great. We knew Chris was going. We didn't know who was coming in. That was pretty bad. Pretty bad. But before that, probably have to go back to Simo from what I've seen. So, not good. What's the answer? I don't know. Honest truth. I don't know what the answer is. I know what the answer isn't, in my opinion. And that's why I've come on today. And I am in a minority when I'm going to argue this point. And as long as everything remains, I don't know, civil, let's say, as long as people's points are taken on board, which, you know, you have to take the, the negatives on board at the minute. I hope the negative people will take some of the not positives because there's nothing positive to come out of that game. But the positive um, that I make the case for, for Michael, um, I hope that people can take some of the positives from that. So my argument today, as you'll probably see by uh, the banner is we shouldn't replace Michael Appleton as manager. I'm absolutely vehemently behind that in every single way possible. Not because I know Michael, um, 
just I've been lucky enough to see quite a bit behind the club. I've been lucky enough to to understand that a, a, a little bit more than than people often get shown, and I just don't think that the problem is solely down to the manager. And I, there are improvements needed on all side on you know in key areas. Personally, as a as a pundit, or if that's what you want to call me, there are elements of team selection I don't agree with, but I don't see the players all week. There are elements, for instance, on Tuesday night of substitutions that I don't agree with. And again, that's opinion. Michael's paid to make the decisions and we pay to watch the outcome of those decisions and draw opinion from that. So, yeah, I'm not going to say I think everything that happens from the dugout is right because I don't. But it's not my job to make those decisions. It's not actually my job to comment on them, but I will do. And, you know, team selection, I think, on Saturday... I saw that there was a plan B, which a lot of people say we've got no plan B. But the people who say we've got no plan B are the people that want plan B to be their plan B. They want us to go, let's go long, let's lump it to such and such, let's pick up the bits and pieces. So to say there's no plan B when the plan B doesn't fit what you imagine it should do is incorrect. There was a plan B. Two up top, I assume a 4-4-2. I still don't know. Um, but it, for me, it's too up top. The idea was right. I just think that the general execution, whether that was the players or whether that was the rest of the setup, was wrong. Norton Cuffey was completely exposed on the right. Bishop and Maguire, whether that was trying to overload through the middle or not, I don't know. Didn't work at all. Um, I thought Bishop was, you know, he's, he was great in the first half against Bolton. Very, very poor in the first half. Chris Maguire. You know, I've never seen anyone go from villain to hero to villain as quickly as Chris Maguire has. But the more you argue with fans rather than just hold your hands up, the more those fans are not going to to warm to you. And sadly, when you don't have Sunderland away to come up so that you can get your team of the week card and all that sort of stuff, I, you know, I'm beginning now to question that needed leaders on the field and the likes of Chris Maguire are the player that players that I needed to see lead the team. Um, and instead, he's arguing with supporters. Not for me. There's no basis for argument after that game. We were shit. And if you've got any other viewpoint whatsoever from the field, you know, I don't call people opinions wrong, but you are wrong. If you come out of that, even Michael didn't. He didn't try and sugarcoat it. We were poor. So to argue with a supporter after that, you should be apologetic, in my opinion. And I kind of, against Hartlepool, I don't know, I... I didn't see it. I, I, I can understand it once as frustration, as an outbreak of passion, but twice in a season. Not for me. Not for me, that. But fundamentally, I don't think all of the problems come from the manager dugout. I think key players are letting us down in key times. I'm not saying we always set up correctly. Uh, I don't know what the setup was on Saturday. I think some of the players had the same problem. Now, whether that's they don't know because they didn't understand, I doubt it. Whether they just didn't get with it, I don't know. You know, it's, there's all sorts of questions, isn't there? You look at Cohen Bramwell. He's someone you'd want in the trenches with you because he might not be able to fire his gun straight or put a cross in perfectly, but at least he runs. And you know, I've never seen Cohen Bramwell really down tools. I've seen him make errors. I've never seen him really down tools. But I've seen some players who lack heart or seemingly lack heart. I'm sure they don't. I don't know what it is. You, if, you, if you are a professional footballer, if you're a Lincoln player watching this and you, and you do lack kind of the, the desire, just tell the manager and fucking sit it out. Don't bother anymore. Except players who did fight. Last Sorensen, he always fought. I like, I like Last Sorensen. 
limited footballer, but at least he fought for it. But but anyway, so my argument really is about is around Michael Appleton, and yeah, there was an awful lot of reaction expected, probably in some instances justifiable after the game. Um, people saying you know they felt a change was needed I, at this stage of the season, so soon after a transfer window, I think a change would be more counterproductive. It really, really would. And I'm not going to start talking about contract lengths. Um, I'm not going to start talking about that. I, you know, I don't think any football club can, I don't think we can not afford to sack Michael, but I don't think there's any desire within the board to sack Michael. And I don't think that there should be. Um, you know, no path anywhere is, is smooth. And really, I do think it's almost like damage limitation. You know, getting the, pardon for the, this is a crass reference, but getting the air raid shelters between now and, and the 46th game. And then when we come out of it at the end of the 46th game, we can take stock and do what needs to do over the summer. But for me, I don't know what's going over here. It sounds fucking massive. Whoa, here we go. What's that look? I mean, that is literally... It looks like he's coming in to land at my flaming house. Does anyone know? Does anyone know what that is? I mean, I know it's a plane, but that's like that's like house level. Anyway, that's what that is. Where he's taking off from. Um, so I put it. Let me let me put it to you another way. I hope Brian Rundle knows what it is. A C one thirty for Albert. Very good. Commerce a C one thirty. Does it always fly like literally at road level? I could have touched the bloody landing gear. Anyway, um, I thought of an, uh, an analogy. Let's say somebody uh, on social media the other day was saying that um, they they wouldn't want us to stick with Michael just because there's no other viable option. Why is it when somebody said we need to get rid of the manager, the first argument of people that say we don't is who's going to come in? And people say that shouldn't be the argument. So if you're living in a house that's unsuitable for you and you want to move out, do you think... Well, I'll move out because it don't matter where I'm going to. I just don't want to live where I live now. No, you don't. So if, if, and when I say if, it's not going to happen. If Michael were to leave now, four weeks to appoint another manager, potentially. And then you've got, what, five weeks to save the season. It's four lost weeks. We stand more chance of picking up points with Michael in charge with his philosophy. When there is a philosophy, I know you don't think there is, but there is a philosophy. It wasn't evident on Saturday. But Saturday was the very lowest point of the season. And you can't take a game like that and say, right, that's my reference point. That shows there's no clue in what we're doing. And ignore wins at Sunderland, wins at Plymouth, beating Oxford. You can't ignore those. It's an indifferent season. But Saturday wasn't a reflection of every single game that we've played. It's very, very important to remember that. We have been poor more times than we've been good. We have proven that we can pick up points. And because we've dropped them against lower clubs, which we've done all season, doesn't mean that then Chef Wednesday are going to come and beat us. Kev Barwise, good friend, uh, said, I think, on social media, I can't believe that we've got Chef Wednesday, Wigan, Rotherham, yeah, we're going to get trounced. And actually, when you look at the teams that he said we were going to get trounced against, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Wigan and Rotherham, not one of them has beaten us this season. Right? There's four games we've taken eight points from it's always saying, oh, well, we won't do it now because we're crap. Well, that kind of, it, it almost, it's almost counter-argument to we're going to lose anyway because we were crap on Saturday, but we might turn up next Saturday. That's Lincoln at the moment. And because we've had two or three games where we've got beat, people are forgetting that it was only, what, two, three weeks ago 
we played Wickham Wanderers, drew one all. People coming away saying, we got our plan right, well done. It's only the same amount of time that we beat Sunderland and we got our plan right, well done. It was only you know, a couple of weeks before that that we beat Plymouth and that we beat Oxford. Now, I know that you need to win more games. I understand that nothing's rosy, but you stand more. we stand more chance of picking up the points we need right now with continuity. That's a fact, right? Because there hasn't been this steady degradation of performances over the last 10 weeks. There have been poor performances, really poor performances in the case of this week. Well, until that, there have been performances where we played well and haven't scored. I get that. That's not perfect. But that's the first really poor performance I can remember from Lincoln City at home that didn't bring us the points because we were poor in the second half against Morecambe since Portsmouth. Genuine. Worst performance since Portsmouth. Worst performance all season. Morecambe away, we were very, very poor. Oxford away, we were very, very poor. Actually, we haven't been that poor week in, week out. And to hold the Doncaster and the Gillingham games up and go, these are the same game, these are the same, we were playing teams at the bottom, we got defeated, is not correct. Because the Doncaster game, you play that game nine weekends or nine nights out of ten, we win it. We, we didn't lose that. I'm not saying we were brilliant, you still got to put the ball in the net. I know there's people out there on social media who love to ridicule me for being positive, whatever. Um, but it was very different. Very, very different. So you wouldn't move out of your house if you needed to and not have anywhere to go, which is why, for a start, you don't go rid of Michael Appleton right now because we don't have anywhere to go. And I've seen people say, oh, we need a Gareth Haynes. Really? Because it was only three, four years ago that Wickham came to us and drew nil-nil. And I was remember people going away said, I couldn't watch that every week. I couldn't watch that every week. It was only four years ago. I'm mean, sorry, it was only three years ago that we won League Two. And people walked out at half-time because the style of football was bad and it needed to be better in League One if fans were going to keep coming. We were winning football games. Some of the people right now on social media, they're complaining that the manager needs to go because we've got football with no purpose. They're the same people that three years ago were saying that we were winning games, not playing well, and they didn't want to see that either. We needed to change. We needed to be better in League One. We were better in League One last season. We were at Wembley eight months ago or seven months ago in the playoff final to get to the championship. And now the same manager, people are not willing to give them a disgrace. And if we go down, we go down. I don't want it to happen. I don't want that to sound blasé. It would be a utter disaster. Nobody's planning for it. Again, if we do, do you know what? I still wouldn't change the manager. And I'll take derision for that. It's fair enough. I don't mind to do it. To ride me if you wish. I wouldn't. Because when people... So if the wind's bad, by the way, let me know. It's got really quite windy. I can't hear me, please. So I also hear quite a lot about people who could replace Michael. And it just makes me laugh when I see some of the names that get mentioned. And somebody somebody the other day had put a, a big long list of names on it. Sunday morning, I woke up a little hungover. And my mate Dave said, listen to this. And he read out the names that were on the list. And genuinely, I, I, I just wanted to go back into bed. I really did. I wanted to go back and curl up in bed. Roy Keane. Roy Keane, as manager of Lincoln City, on what planet that be the right step? He's a belligerent character that the people already are, are claiming that Michael is. Well, Roy Keane's 10 times worse. He didn't go to Sunderland because the financial package wasn't right. So what's his motivation? His motivation isn't to come and do well at a football club, is it? And I think an argument was, well, Mark Hughes came, uh, went to Bradford, so Roy Keane could come to us. Mark Hughes 
<laughs> yeah, it hasn't been a success at Bradford. And when big managers like Phil Brown have gone in at clubs, what they've been doing the South End are now on the back of two Phil Brown students. It's the same type of thing, pulling out that same old tired name. Somebody said Steve Evans, if that's not a joke, call somebody, get some help. Because if that's not a joke, honest to God, I don't know how you can call yourself a Lincoln City fan if you think Steve Evans is suitable to manage this football club. You're a, you're a disgrace. Simple. And Darren Ferguson. Keep hearing Darren Ferguson. You know how he's got Peterborough promoted? On the back of spending quite a bit of money. And a lot of the recruitment that's been done at Peterborough isn't down to Darren Ferguson. It's down to the recruitment team. They buy players and they buy a player for a million and they sell him for three million. They do very, very well out of it. I'm not criticising the Peterborough model. Darren Ferguson, do you really want to welcome in a convicted wife beater to this football club as manager? Is that a serious, serious suggestion? Lee Johnson. Hey, Lee Johnson. A person that we were actively deriding not for six weeks ago for, every, for the way that he is, for his excuse mentality. And people saying Lee Johnson will do a good job. Saw somebody say Flynn, but he's taken now. Is this the same Flynn that couldn't get Newport out of League Two? Yeah, let's go for him. That looks like a great thing. So he couldn't get the team promoted from League Two that he's supposedly done well at. But we'll do well. We'll go and, we'll go and get Flynn. But oh, he's taken now. That's a real shame. It's a shame, that. And there's others. There's others. I saw Gary Monk mentioned at one point, a manager who quite famously seems to have some sort of deal going with an agent, which 90% of his transfer dealings go through. But I suppose if you just play football manager and see names popping up every now and again and don't understand, you might suggest Gary Monk. We'll get nowhere, nowhere as a football club if we were going to go and look in the championship, see who's been sacked recently and appoint them. Nowhere. Somebody said Grant McCann. And I can... Understand it. He got a whole promoted last season. Biggest budget, probably in the league. If not, right up there. Spent a lot of money in the summer. Yeah, Grant McCann. Yeah, got sat by Peter Brennan because he couldn't get them out of this division, even with the money that they've got. It's easy to look at a manager and say he's done well, but if you've got to understand how he did at that, at that place, at the, the, at the club he was at, did he have a big budget? What was his remit? Because we don't have a huge budget for this division and we're trying. Some of the recruitment this year has not gone well. Easy to say recruitment shit. Say it all the time. Recruitment's crap. If you go out, if you're a PlayStation fan and you go out and you look at a review of a game and it gets good reviews and you get it home and you stick it in and, and it doesn't work, you don't, or it doesn't work for you, you don't enjoy it. It's not the game's fault, is it? Or it's not, your, it's not you going out and buying a bad game. It does, it's not for you. And some of our players, in that instance, I think have looked great when you've read up what they do on the tin and haven't got that across onto the pitch. And Dan and Lundaloo was clearly one. Morgan Whitaker's clearly another. Hacks is clearly another. There's, you know, there, there have been transfers that haven't gone as well. And everybody's sort of saying now, yeah, John Marcus, I should have scored this, should have scored that. But please don't forget, two weeks ago, he was the saviour. Four weeks ago, when the transfer window closed, I didn't read a dissenting voice saying that we'd had a weak window. Ah, it's all well and good now for people to come out, the usual suspects, dare I say, come out on social media and say, well, you shouldn't have called it. It's a good window. You had to wait and see. Or I had my doubts, blah, blah, blah. Easy. Easy. Being critical is the easiest thing in the world. It really is. And, and just trying to, trying to find negatives, especially after Saturday. Trying to find positives, rather, especially after Saturday. It's very, very, very tough. But genuinely, 
genuinely, I cannot see any viable option right now should the club wish to go down that route, which they will not. It's that simple. They won't. They won't do it. I really believe that. I really believe that there is a firm intent, a firm belief in what we're doing as a football club from everybody involved. And yes, we're in a relegation battle. We were in a relegation battle you know, a few weeks ago. I, I denied it September, October. I hold my hands up. I did. Didn't think we were in one. And we have crumbled into it. Had we had this squad going back to kind of October, I think we'd be five or six points better off. Be a lot more safe. But we're not. And the thing is, the circumstances are conspiring now. You know, we're turning in bad performances. The fans are getting on the back. I heard Morgan Whitaker booed onto the field. I mean, I, I know that people say they pay their money and that sort of thing. But my God, you know, that for me, that's it's not something I like to see. Not really. Booing somebody on the field. I mean, you know, I kind of, I get if the club's under bad ownership, I get protesting, I get being negative from the off then. I, I buy that. But if it's all about just the, the, the actual performance, I don't, I don't, I get the frustration. I was really frustrated and, you know, got to half time and actually said, went down at half time, chat to some people, I said, tech nil nil. And that's not a great place to be. I get it. We're not in a good place. I get that 100%. By the way, a manager jumping up and down doesn't win your point. It doesn't. And I don't like some of the body language I see from our players at times. When we concede, you know there's just a deep resignation, I think, that we're not going to win that game. I don't like to see that. I get it. I'd like to see leaders on the field gene people up. The manager can do or say what he wants. And whether you think that Michael's not animated enough or not, that's a, a personal preference. I'm not going to question that. But a jumpy up and down manager doesn't always get results. Look at Steve Evans, the most animated man in the world. He didn't get results out of his Gillingham team, did he? The Gillingham team that was put together on about three and a half bob and a, you know, a bag of snaps, according to him. It'd be more than one bag of snaps, wouldn't it? But you know what I mean. But he wasn't. Had some good players. Had some decent players there. They played to a plan, to a strength. The people who say that you know, we need to be more like Gillingham Wickham, would you watch that every week? Would you? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a rhetorical question. I watched it under John Beck every week. I cheered it because we we're being successful. But the second that you don't start getting results, it's very, very, everything turns. But then it's the same with the way we play, isn't it? Yeah, we were all loving last season. And some of the even most vocal critics of Michael Appleton came out in the summer and were saying, you know, he's done well and I'll change my mind and hats off to him and all of that. And now it's only a few months later, a couple of defeats, more than a couple, isn't it? More than a couple of defeats. The people are on his back, you know. It'll be interesting. I firmly, firmly believe Michael Everton is the right man to take us forward right now. I do. I've spoken to him since August, by the way. So you're not getting some sort of club-sponsored thing here. You might have noticed that for the last few weeks, I've not written anything in the programme. It's, you know, excuse me. Um, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm not on the supporters board anymore. I'm not, I'm not on strings here. Just a genuine, genuine belief from... You know, from a, my, my point of view, my opinion, and everybody has their own opinions, but it, that's how I feel. And maybe I'll live to regret how I feel. I don't know. I do think if we get through to the end of the season, um, in terms of playing staff, I think there would be, need to be a, 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 a change. Absolutely. We shall see. 
Right. I, do you know what? I just, I kind of working myself up a bit because it, I, I, I'm angry. I'm as angry as everybody. I'm as angry as everybody who wants Michael to leave because I still love the football club. I'm not blase. I don't walk away from the game shrugging, going, oh, well, there we go again. Yeah, it hurts. Fucking hurts. And you did on Saturday night. I got sat in Gwyn's and just, just this empty, desolate feeling. Not because we'd lost, we lose regularly, but empty, desolate feeling because we'd surrendered. In fact, we hadn't even started to fight. I remember after the first 15 minutes, my mate Matt turned to me and said, it's not very good, guys. It's like, no, it's not, is it? But we always play better in one half than the other, so it bodes well for the second half, and it just got worse. But again, had John Marquis taken his guilted chance in the first half, he'd probably killed Gillingham off. And that's what's frustrating. It's small. It is fine margins. I'm not defending the performance on Saturday at all. I, I, there is absolutely no standpoint that I can defend that from. Um, but it does just go to show there's still very, very fine margins. And last season, some of those margins went in our favour, certainly in, in games with, with penalties and box entries. But we don't enter the box with any pace. We're not doing at the moment. Now, whether that's teams playing a little bit deeper, a little bit tighter, whether it's the players that we have don't. But how many times have we stood 25 yards from goal, ball at the feet, and everything is stopped? Everything is stopped. And then we start going sideways, and they've got nine men behind the ball. And, you know, it's frustrating. And it, it is. It's hard to watch. It is hard to watch, and I do think that there are a, the culpability for performances like that is spread throughout the playing squad, management, coaching, everything. I do think that there are elements that every single aspect of the club put into it that could could alter. But I also think it's important to remember that that was the low point of the season, and and to suggest that that is simply a continuation of. Doncaster, Bolton. It is in terms of the, the number of points that we've actually got, but it isn't in terms of the performance. We were worse against Morecambe at home than we were against Doncaster and Bolton. Worse. Created less. Looked more susceptible, in my opinion. Worse. So, but then again, that kind of proves your argument as well as mine, doesn't it? Uh, right, so let's have a quick look. Do you know what really de- does depress me a little bit? is that I've got more viewers for this on sticking with the manager than I would do if I was doing a, an analysis of a win or something like that. But then I suppose that's, that's football, isn't it? It is football. Uh, I'm not going to say go through everyone that said good morning because I, I'm lots and lots of messages. Uh, Paul Ream says it was the worst since we were non-league. I, I do agree. Chris doesn't think that we should get rid of the manager. No, no, no. And hell no. Shocking performance. Nowhere near good enough. We need a big reaction Saturday. Hope I'm well. I am. Uh, Brian Rundle pains him to say, but the saddest thing was the air of resignation by the fans when the first goal went in. No boos, just acceptance of how poor we are. I wouldn't boo as conceding the goal personally anyway, but as soon as that goal went in, could have packed up and gone home. Because you knew. You knew. They were just going to double down on defence. They'd got the goal that they wanted. It, I, it was a weak goal to concede anyway. One minute. Charlie! Hey, come on! It was a weak goal to concede anyway. You know, just to, for me, it lacked a little bit of fight at the back. And then when Joe Walsh came out, he said, oh, I'll be all right when Joe's back because he's a better defender. But there's lack of fight. He didn't bring that additional kind of leadership that I think that we needed. Um, James Bennett, sticking with MAs the way forward. Rome wasn't built in a day. I understand people saying he should go and justify, but I just struggle with who would come in and change things. I can't see it. I think we'll start by the skin of my te- our teeth. That's kind of my thoughts. 
100%. And I think if we do stay up, I think that there will be fundamental changes around, oh, good God, around the playing staff and that sort of thing. I think, I think there has to be a little bit of a rethink, um, without a doubt. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if he's on a year's contract, but there's, there's certain players like Mr. Maguire, I think, is probably fighting for the future. Um, ECM improvements morning, Gary. First time I've been worried about the word relegation. Not from the first time I think I was really worried when we slipped into the relegation zone. Um, but I'd still rather be us right now. I'd still rather be three points outside of it than in it. Who knows what Saturday is. Saturday brings, that's the worry. Dave Wilkerson, agree with keeping Appleton. Somebody posted a list of available managers on Facebook. I wouldn't touch most of them with a barge pole and none of them were the option, better options. They weren't. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about the Oh, yeah, unfortunate sunshine. That how's that? I'm not going to talk about the model because I know how frustrating it is. But I do think that there's a certain ethos within the football club, and you're not going to find us suddenly go to Neil Warnock, for instance, and say, "Come in and do this or come in and do that," because the entire framework that the football club is being built on that took us to the Championship playoff or the the League One playoff final for a spot in the Championship next, last season falls apart. The recruitment of talented loan players and we do get them Brooknorn Coffee, very very good young player um, and, and we've had good loan players I still think there's good loan players within the squad who are not performing I think Luis Fiorini is a good player on his day I think Liam Cullen has been unfortunate in that we signed Marcus and Top Hop has come, become fit um, so there we go uh, let's have a look Chris Graham says it's so frustrating the players are there in my opinion do they really want it though can question that. I can't put Paul Dixon's on. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Uh, let's have a look. At least we have a week to prep for Sheffield Wednesday. This is Clive Smith. We need that. Uh, Jake Tong, absolutely with you. Took, we will be Facebook friends or whatever. Pod, podcast friends. Took a lot of stick for back in MAF to sack. He's still the right man to take forward direction. The club is heading. Makes no sense to sack him. It doesn't. And even if there was a willingness in the club to do that, wow, which I don't think there is. Even if there was a willingness in the club to do that, now is not the right time. It would have been either before the transfer window, but it's just not. It's just not. Look at it this way. If you put an accumulator on for a fiver and on 80 minutes, you can cash out for £3.60, but you only need two goals to win a couple of hundred quid. You just leave it on. And I know that sounds quite blasé in terms of promotion and relegation. It does, but you do more damage making any sort of changes right now than than you would not doing. Johnny Dalton, morning, John, mate. How are you doing? It's truly bizarre how we perform better and get more points against top teams. It is. Also, I hope we've got more top teams to play. Rob Wiles, Michael's enough credit in the bank. Sadly worried me because it's the first time I think my question himself by changing to 4 4 2 until then results were poor, but performances were good. Get back to the previous method and results will look after themselves. I just think, yeah, I... I I think we have to do what we've been doing against the bigger clubs because we've had the results against them. Um, so there we go. Leicester Button, the teams at the bottom don't play football, but watch us play and pick up when to attack. They do. Hopefully the teams at the top do try and play football and therefore we might come out of the next few weeks for some points because we need to. Tracy Nichols changing the manager at this stage in the season can only cause disruption, but don't know what the answer is. I think you've almost answered it there, Tracy, yourself. Changing the manager brings too much disruption not changing the manager is the closest we're going to get to an answer because if that's the question simply stiff or twist I think I think it's got to be just stick ride it out and get to the end of the season and if we go down 
and I wouldn't want that to happen. But if we do, the number of teams that go down, come back up, I think we're in a good position. I don't personally think we will. I per- don't personally think we will. And, and, you know, retaining our League One status is massively, massively important. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know what the answer is either. Uh, Steve Freester, morning. Yeah, Marcus Needham said on Saturday, it's not Michael telling the players to cross the ball into the hands of the keeper. Correct. Some of the final delivery was very poor. There was four, two or three, I'd say four or five, that would be doing as a real favour. One or two crosses, I think, that could have been better. We could have tested that keeper. He looked shined. He really did. And you know what? Seeing Gillingham supporters kind of say, oh, we set up well, we did a job, we were excellent. You weren't Gillingham. You were really, really poor. Um, and you have taken advantage of a team who are poor. I'll take this from me because I know we watch that every week. You don't need to be good to beat us if you come and set up in a certain way. It's that simple. Pleasant. Uh, John Ricketts, what annoys me is it's so basic. Everything just boils down to sack or not sack. Like it's the only answer or solution. Ignores our strategy. 100%. Grant McCann hated it, Donny, for leaving them after saying he would stay and letting loads of players go over the summer and then just leaving after. Correct? Michael could have left us in the summer. Make no mistake about that. He stayed. And I know all the jokers go, oh, should have gone. But he didn't. He had an awful summer personally as well. And I know that you know, it's it's easy to kind of... It's an easy place to hide when you're defending somebody to say but they had a, a tough personal time, but they did. They did. Michael did. It wasn't great. And he could have left. He could have gone, but he stayed here. He believes there's a job to do here. And I think that he he believes in what he's doing. I personally believe in what the club are doing. The ethos that we're trying to produce isn't working at the moment, but I, you know, I do. I do believe in it. Uh uh, Andrew Chapman, as somebody with Borough links, please not Gary Monk. He wasted so much money and garbage and then left them in an awful position. Kev McGill, players were affected by mistakes. Watch Whitaker's reaction after he snatched a half chance. He's desperate to do well and wanted to score. He needs to know that you uh, he needs to know that you miss, you curse yourself, you reset and go again. Practice the skill, get your knee over the ball, score next time. They may need to take the pressure off him and others. Yep. I get that, ECM improvement. I like Appleton. It's been so hard this season as we've not had a settled side or the spine of the team with Hopper out, Bridcut not settled back for. One positive is Saturday, Hopper getting the minutes in. It is. We have missed Bridcut. There is only so far you can go with, with the players that we've missed. I think we've only got one out now, really, have we, in Liam Bridcut? And, you know, it's still not entirely working, but I just I think had we had a more settled team, we would have picked up, like I said earlier, six or seven more points and, and be in a better position. We wouldn't be in a great position. Uh, Gary Cook. Trouble is, Gary, when we are getting results, uh, when we are getting results as we are bottom of the league, the finances take a kick in, which means smaller budget, less success. So what do we do? We kept hearing all be OK in January. It ain't happening. I'll watch any style if we win. But if we sack the manager, for instance, when he signed a four year deal or whatever, we're not. That's going to hit the budget as well. And this this myth that the crowds are going down, people say, well, our seats around me are empty. Okay. But the core group of Lincoln fans has, since the beginning of the season to now, remained relatively stable around the 7,900 mark. And it's okay saying, oh, well, some of those are season ticket holders who aren't turning up. Money's in the bank. So at the end of the day, at the moment, it's not taking a hit. And I, do you know what? If you're not going to renew your season ticket for financial reasons, I get that. If you're not going to renew your season ticket because we're not winning games right now, whilst I can understand it, it doesn't compute with me. I mean, I'm a Lincoln fan. If we're in League 2 next season, I still want to watch Lincoln City. If we're in League 1, I want to watch Lincoln City. 
yeah, I don't get it. I'll be honest. I, I, I don't get it. Gary Burr, Saturday, Apple and Maguire walking off with smirks on their faces and Bridcut telling fans not to bother watching if we're going to criticise the team. I, I, I didn't see what happened when I left the ground, um, but I can't get behind, you know, smirking. I, I certainly don't think, well, I, I didn't. I don't know my, about Michael Smirkin. I don't get that. I heard my fell out with supporters. I'm not on that. Um, and fans, unfortunately, if they go to watch and pay their money, will criticise the team. And I'd rather have fans there and pay their money and criticise it than not do it at all. As I've just said, it's got to work both ways, hasn't it? I'm not one who would boo the player coming on the field. Um, I'm not one that would actively boo at the end of a game. I might have done if I'd been there on Saturday. I left about five when the five minutes injury time went up, I had a drink, might have booed, simple as that. Paul Mercer, Regan Paul needs to be made captain for me, showed real anger at times around him, but Randall's isn't a great leader, he's okay, managing himself, we need a motor out of there, motivator out there to uh, G up the team, and while Bridgecut is out, we're missing that, oh by the way, Mark Cooper was just overlooked from the list, Mark Cooper's been overlooked from the list for a reason, you don't want to employ a sexist who's just been banned for eight games, or a misogynist, um, so it's that simple, but he was on, he has been on some people's lists, Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. It really is. Uh, I, <laughs> McGrandles hasn't been playing badly. I do wonder, you know, I think he's one in the summer that's going to disappear. And I think, do you know, I actually think a lot of our problems, and Pete, my mate, did some work on this, actually comes from not having a decent midfield because, you know, we're starting at the minute with kind of Maguire is playing what the head of the midfield, and I don't see it. I don't see him as an attacking midfielder. I don't, you know, I see him maybe as a wide player or or playing as a as a, as a nine, but I don't see him as a as an eight. And if we're playing a ten, you kind of want you see him playing as part of a two-man attack. But that wasn't yesterday. Yeah, that wasn't Saturday. I don't. I'd rather see us play with a McGrandles and Bridcup, McGrandles and Sanders, and then a Fiorini in a more attacking role, and and just stick to what we were doing at the beginning of the season. Um, as somebody said, and I think we pick up enough points for that. Neil Tunstall, agree, stick and pray I'm right. We're in big trouble. Nobody denies it, but I still believe we can turn it around. Agreed. Lee Curtis, morning, Gary. I felt very flat Saturday. I'm very worried we won't pick up many points this season at home other than Crew. And even then, Crew's probably the one we're least likely to pick up points, um, if I'm honest. David Phillips, it was a long walk home, still gutted. Yep, 100%. James, uh, Jake Tongs, is Matt from Jules in the Blood called us arrogant for thinking they were a bad side. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Um, very interesting indeed. Jimmy Atkin, when there was a stoppage after the first goal, Gillingham players had a team talk. We didn't. Cowley used to uh, used to have players pretend they were injured in the middle of a half to get extra talking. Not how significant this is, but it didn't look great at the time. But the thing is, we didn't need to do anything different. We just needed to do it better. But again, I get the perception, isn't it? It's how it looks. All, all, always comparisons, isn't there, between Michael and Danny? A bit, bit of a shame. So now the club, Steve Barton, is now the club that you just support. It's easy to support a winning team. We've only known recently good times. Support to stick with the club through the good and the bad. And I think that's a great point to leave on. We do. Um, and I think some supporters are actually motivated more to stick with the club during the bad times than the good. It's almost, yeah, how many people were wearing Carl Schulten away as a badge of honour when we were doing well in the FA Cup? And they were going, well, I deserve a ticket because I was at Carl Schulten away. We wear these times like a badge of honour and a, a fan base is judged on you know, how it reacts to the negative times as well. We've had five great years. This is a tough season, really tough season. But it ain't going to get any better by making rash knee-jerk changes. 
I hope Michael doesn't go anywhere. My my belief is that probably it doesn't affect him, but he worries about his family. Because, you know, nowadays with social media, that's the case. And really, this social media and Twitter, and although you know Twitter has been around since for 10, 15 years or whatever, 10 years, it's only really the last seven or eight years, certainly the six or seven years, that it's become this massive conduit for anger and, and expression and for, for good and for bad, for better or worse, it has. Players are on it, you know, wives are on it, all that sort of stuff. And when you bash out a you know, Appleton out message, it gets seen. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. That's what Twitter's there for. But I think it's harder for everybody involved. It's harder for positive fans who see that all the time. It's harder for a manager whose wife sees it. It's harder for a player who goes home and, and sits down and inevitably scrolls through and sees the supporters that are paying to watch him every week think that he's a knob, think that he's played badly. But it's easy as well to over-egg everything. Morgan Whitaker, best player in the world, signed the Oxford, guilty. Worst player we've ever had now. Wow, one month. I just think it's tough. Tough times. There's only one thing that tough times produce. Tough people. I think Lincoln City fans, up until 2016-17, had to be tough. Fucking had to be tough. Because we were watching us get beat by Welling and Salisbury. (coughs) Going away to Dover. Whatever happens at the end of this season with a football league team. Could be the only football league team in Lincolnshire. There's a positive to take away. Right, thank you everybody for watching. Um, I've now got some real work to go and do. Uh, struggle with the internet at home. Would love to talk to you all day long. Would love to take your comments all day long. Um, but unfortunately, I can't. Doubtless, my sycophantic rantings um, will draw some criticism. I'm happy with that. No problem at all. Um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. If someone's opinion differs to yours. Disrespect it. Don't call them names. If you don't like it, move on. Unless they think Steve Evans should be our manager. Then you can call him a... the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow you've got your McNugget share boxes on the go your mates already got booked for double dipping but then you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network TalkSport powered by fans.